Welcome to the Immutable Mindset. Join hosts Kevin Logan Jr. and Adam Posner as we uncover the captivating human element within the Web3 and blockchain technology space. Follow along as we go beyond the trends and developments tapping into our guests' journeys, motivations, and expertise of the visionaries who are forging the future of our digital world. Tune in and be inspired by the passion, creativity, and resilience that drives these pioneers. Let their stories fuel your own curiosity and spark the desire to be part of this revolutionary movement. Welcome to the ultimate Web3 storytelling experience. Stay curious, my friends. Let's go. Feels like I'm in a caddy. Feels like it's 1987. Welcome to another episode of the Immutable Mindset today. In today's episode, we're excited to bring you a software developer turned Web3 gaming sensation who's been revolutionizing the gaming industry through his passion for blockchain, content creation, and relentless pursuit of innovation. I like the music. He's the Web3 Gamer's Choice Content Creator of the Year, the co-founder of Loot Squad, an NFT gaming guild specializing in building blockchain consumer products and yield farming, and the CEO of a venture-funded startup, Loopbolt. Not only that, but he recently signed with Xset. As you can see on his uh, screen there, the world's fastest growing gaming lifestyle organization as their first ever Web3 gaming content creator. His dedication to educating and inspiring the gaming community has earned him a massive following, and he's positioned himself as a leading voice in Web3 gaming. With his vision of a more mainstream Web3 gaming future, this trailblazer is pushing the boundaries of what's possible in gaming and entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the one and only Bryce, a.k.a. we found out recently, also Bryce <laughs> Johnson, to the Mutual Mindset. I appreciate you guys, man. Uh, thank, you, thank you for having me. It's uh, I know we've been talking about having me on your podcast for a brick, so it feels good to come on. Hey, yeah, I mean, my name is Bryce. Uh, a lot of people on the internet know me as Bryson, so I feel like I've gone by that term for for quite a bit. But yeah, it's it, it's cool to be able to chat about like Web3 Gaming, the expansion on where I think things can go. And one, I mean, you guys are two amazing I'll, people. Adam, know you I'll, very well. Kevin, just keep man. You know what? Let's introduce each other. Let me give you some insider baseball. I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about me really fast. Yesterday, I texted Adam and I was like, yo, Adam, I know you're the one who knows Bryce, but I'm pretty sure his name is Bryson. I, I think you shouldn't be calling him Bryce. You should be calling him Bryson. And he was like, no, I'm really sure it's Bryce because I was doing my research. I was watching all your podcasts. They kept calling you Bryson. So yeah. I had your back. I just wanted you to know, but glad that we clarified. For sure. No, no, either, either is cool. <laughs> it's like... uh I mean, I think if you know me, if you know me, like call me Bryce, people who don't, who don't know me that well enough to know that name. I, I feel like it's not hard because I feel like my name is on most platforms is Bryson. But if, if you get in the chat, most people. It, to me, it looks like Bryce Entertainment. So I was like, let's go with Bryson. Bro, that's what I was going oh. for. That was actually right? what I was going right. for when I first made it. And then it just it. ended up being Bryson worked out the best. So it was, um, that's what, that was, <laughs> it was way hey, I knew exactly what you were going for. So just want to say that. You know, when speaking of doing research, when I was doing my research, you know, it's it's always interesting, like where you meet people, you never know, like, where they were, or who they were in a previous life, come to find out that you are a software developer. I yeah. thought that was super interesting. You were, I mean, just talking about building not, a computer, <laughs> you know, but the parts, you know, the people, parts they start to come in, people pick up, you know, uh, skill sets and things like I can do things that have nothing to do with like a previous uh, employment or previous job experience. So just. Yeah, just curious about, you know, did that technical background, that background looking into innovation, is that how you discovered Web3 Gaming or did that have anything to do with it? Just curious. Honestly, it didn't have much to, of anything to do with it. I, I discovered it like kind of on accident. The first time I heard about it was like Top Shot, which I thought was stupid as hell. I thought the concept for Top Shot just didn't work because it was very much predicated on like these highlights and these highlights being worth something. But the market in which they were attacking was not the market of people who actually enjoy collectible digital sports stuff so it ended up being a thing of like oh well all these people are buying these things to sell no one's actually collecting and the value of cruel kind of went up and right. down uh but i heard about it actually i heard about web3 gaming on a podcast i heard about axie infinity on andrew steinwald's podcast uh, it was called um Sofermion. i think like that's what it was called at the time with karush ak also <laughs> so um, they were talking about like virtual land and like video games and Pokemon on the blockchain. And I was a big Pokemon fan growing up. I just recently bought like the OG Pokemon yellow just so I could like relive that nostalgia. So like I heard That's about it, dope. jumped in and that game like cash. no one's playing it. 
no one was playing any of that stuff. No one was playing any of these games. And I was like, damn, like this is a world that if it's supposed to take off, it's going to be like super important one day. Like let's double down and start playing these games. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, and so, you know, as, as you're beginning, you're, you're looking actually, so did the journey started with Axie Infinity. So we're talking like 2020, 2021. Yes. Yeah, March of 2021 is when I found it's when I, it was the first game. I didn't even have a shit. I didn't even have a wallet. I, had, I don't think I'd made a crypto transaction my life before that time started. Did you play it? I didn't know that the, there was even profit, like that much profit to be made at the, at the time when I jumped in. I was just playing it because I like Pokemon and it made sense. And like over time, I found out about like the financial side of like yeah. the money being made and all that. Oh, uh, interesting. Okay. Mm, well, then that, that's super time. interesting. So you, came, so you came at it, at, you were interested in the actual gameplay before the play to earn aspect of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a gamer. Like, I knew okay. that you could, like, create the Pokemon and you could breed the Pokemon and sell right. them. But, dude, I my first, like, two months, I didn't even know what the hell the whole play-to-earn concept around, like, scholarshipping and all that was. I was just kind of like, yo, this is dope. Like, these things have value. You can buy, sell, and trade them. And they're like, Pokemon, I'm just going to do that, like, on the side and just, like, have fun with it. And it just, like, ended up taking off. And, like, a couple months after that, that's when I realized, like, how embedded the financial side of not only that game but of just web 3 in general how, how embedded it was into the video game i've always been so curious about this very thing and i'm so glad i have you and i'm so glad we talked about this yeah especially since you came in it from a a purity of the gameplay did it end up becoming you know cumbersome because it was about the money did it end up becoming just something that Good you question. didn't want to be involved with well when it became more about the money it didn't become about the money from the standpoint of my entire work ethic around making content was never about just making money. Because to be right. honest, if I really wanted to make money, I could have just played Fortnite and I'd be a hundred times, probably a hundred times bigger. If I only made Fortnite content with my same strategies, my same consistency, I think I could be bigger growing a channel on web two and playing like a game like Fortnite, where it's like you have a larger audience base. But the game became about finance very quickly within like two to three months. And it became about finance from the top down. So like the perspective was like, you know, we're making a new chain, we're dropping tokens, we're doing all these different things. And I think that very much stunted the game because yes, the game grew very quickly. But one thing that happens when things grow fast like that is if there is no, I would say, stability for the financial economic system to stand on, eventually it's going to come crashing down, which is what we eventually saw, the over-prioritization of finance over the actual gameplay. And then I decided, like it was around December, I was like, Yo, I don't want to be in this circle jerk of people regurgitating the same thing and <laughs> pretending like everything is good right. when it's not. And not just right. Axie, but across all of Web3 gaming. So I decided to like, you know, shift. At this time, I was joining Vayner. I was joining Vayner as a client. So we were going to shift the focus anyway from just like playing Axie Infinity to all of Web3 gaming and being the guy for Web3 gaming and not just the guy for, you know, Axie. So that, that kind of like, definitely, I would say the, the over-prioritization of finance led to expanding and wanting to do other things because it got to the point where gaming uh, in Axie wasn't as fun. You're bringing up like one of the absolute cruxes that I feel like is the, the issue for Web3 gaming, right? And that's what do you do after the financialization yeah. piece? Like, especially if you're not building a community. And I feel like that's what they're all missing, right? Like most of these games, they're not, I don't think they're focused on that community piece first, which is, you know, after the financial incentive is gone, then what's the reason why these people are staying? So yeah. that's what, you know, actually didn't, didn't focus on well, that. And, and that's what I think is go, no, please go ahead. No, I was just going to say like, I mean, you're spot on from my perspective, there are two types of people, you know, when you're having video games like Axie, where the financial incentive is the main driver behind it, you're going to have the people who want to play competitively. Like when I first got into Axie, I was playing in tournaments. I was streaming it. I was creating content on multiple angles and it was cool. Then you're going to also have the people who play the game just for money. Neither yeah. side of the, of the puzzle is bad because when you look at games like Counter-Strike, you have an absorbent amount of people who play the game for the competitive side and you have people who play the game just to open cases and make money. But yep. they have a balance around an IP that has been around for a while and they figured out what their community wants and they've stayed true to that. The original Axie Infinity game that I played in March is way different than like what people saw you know, pre-hack and then post-hack and then, yep. you know, where the game went was the over-prioritization of a financial model around a token, around staking, around all these concepts that don't matter as much to gaming. But if you get the game side of it right, those concepts 
can 100x your ecosystem and actually enhance the value of gaming because you got the brand right, because you got the game loop right. And they did, they put the, the, I would say the horse or the cart before the horse, excuse me. And I think that's where we really saw players like getting fed up. But I mean, from, there were tons of people who played Axie for fun and didn't bat an eye because they wanted to climb the leaderboard and do dope shit. But eventually it did get to the point where, you know, their team stressed over prioritization of money. So it was a gamification of gamification. Yeah. hundred percent. That's a great, like one liner to explaining like how everything went down. Then you had to decide like, Oh, Adam, am I going to just sit in this clusterfuck of the same crap where I'm creating content that has brought probably more than a million people from the Philippines to Axie Infinity, who found it through YouTube videos and content creation and made it to Twitch? Or am I going to and and I'm not going to am I going to sit here and keep doing this? Then you got to hear from people who bought an Axie like six months or eight months prior to you who have these big ass bags and don't want to say anything bad about the game because right. guess what? If you say something bad, you know, the, the co-founders of the game might actually, they might not like you. And if they don't like you, they're not going to prioritize your needs. And you get to the point where it's like, who am I actually gaming for? Am I gaming for the co-founders of a project I'm not making any money off of and they're not paying me? Am I gaming for a bunch of whales who just see my content as a free marketing ploy? Yeah. Or am I going to game for me? Someone who likes playing fucking video games because that's what we do. And, you know, I feel much better both mentally and, and physically since making the shift. But I don't want to just make this a spiel about Axie because we got tons of shit yeah, we no. can talk about, man. But no, but interesting because what you, you know, what we're what we're talking about is like you have to meet your customer like you have to meet them where they're at. So like you're yeah. bringing up what you're bringing up one interesting piece. So I love the NFT space. So actually, let me bring this back. I'm a sneakerhead, okay? I love sneakers. I have 200 pairs of sneakers. Uh-huh. But here's here's the aspect of the sneaker process that I like. I like when the delivery person drops the box and I hear it. I like nice. opening my door to get the box. And then I like unboxing it. And then I immediately look at the shoe. And then I put the box on the 200 other boxes I have. Forever. And that's my experience. <laughs> that's what I forever. love, right? Yeah. That's what I love. But you could monetize that. If you could figure out how to make that process for me you know more gamified or however that's that's a place to monetize so i feel like with these games with these nfts it's it's meeting people where they're at where where is it that they get excited about it is it the gameplay is it just the weapons is it that you like what is it where is it and and how can we be involved in that Hmm. no i mean dude you're like you're spot on and for most of these games yeah, you, we we got we got to give Kev a clap there because like for I'm getting, most of these I'm games, getting shit in the comments on. Listen, I know they're basic sound effects. I just got this soundboard. I'm playing around with it. Eventually, <laughs> I'm gonna load my own custom sounds. In, <laughs> so chill the fuck out, and we'll get there. I'm playing with it. Okay? <laughs> they gotta cut you. You'll some be slack. a DJ soon enough. We're gonna make him a DJ soon enough, guys. They gotta cut you some slack. And I mean, for the most part, when I look at most of of, of these games and how they're being built out. They're not getting the feedback they need because they think I need to host a Twitter space or I need to. Yeah. I need to, you know, have a whitelist, a whitelist giveaway for, you know, my NFTs. And they think that like the people who are buying your NFTs in Web3, most of them aren't gamers. Like they might enjoy video games. They're not going to stream your game. They're not going to consistently play your game. They're looking for the financial aspect. And that is nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. Like people like making money. But my thing is, you know how people really make money when you find your target audience and you hit that inflection point where you got a game loop that people want to play. And you haven't bullshitted yourself into thinking that people are that people who don't play video games regularly are going to start grinding your game just because they're in quote unquote web three. So when I talk to most games, my biggest issue is like, oh, well, we have this men or this thing. I'm like, all right, so like, where are the real metrics around players? How are you creating content? How are you working with other content creators to figure out a content strategy to get your game out there and test against other games that are in your similar gaming genre? Like that goes so unnoticed. And then when we get to a point where nothing works out, they're like, oh, well, we really we really tried to put this thing out there. It's like, dude, you tested your game against a couple of people who probably have less than 100 hours played in the last five years of their life in video games in general. And you expect your one game, your one auto battler to find the same success as a League of Legends or something yeah, like that. And it's just like Bryce, it's, it's, it's almost like you're saying we're not some monolithic group that all thinks the same or something. It's it's crazy. Man. It's like Web three. It's like it's like we have all kinds of different people in Web three. No, I mean it's your your NFT piece like yeah. really nailed it on the head for me. 
I can't tell you the amount of people that I talk to that that just group us all in one boat. Like we're all yeah. the same uh-huh. degen in one. There's not de- there's not gaming degens or just music degens or just art degens, degens or just, like they're yeah. Like, but that's but that's what there are. People use NFTs. I mean, again, I, and I know the mainstream doesn't get it, and I know you degens that are watching do. But again, NFTs, music, movies, games. Uh, tickets, like anything and everything. So again, like meeting people where they are at, like stop thinking we're some monolithic group of, and then you have to create content in in one specific way. You have to really dive deep into this community and all these communities and then like delve that and dive that. Anyway, I'm (laughs) no worries, but but, we're just speaking um, facts. But we're, you know, again, just just back to content creation, and, and that's what you evangelize, and and I'm right there with you. The, the way that people are going to understand and know about it is they hear about it, and the best way for Web3 is word of mouth. You recently signed, speaking, going back to Xset, as their first ever Web3 gaming content creator. How does that even come about? And yeah, I mean, again, yeah, you evangelize content creation so, so, so crazily. What, what was it that they, they keyed in on? First, I mean, shout out to shout out to their team, uh, Clint Sparks, Greg Selko. I mean, they crush it absolutely. I love it. I, I was waiting for you to bring the claps back because I still I still love the sound effects. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank yeah, you. so they crushed it. I mean, we were <laughs> we had been chatting with them for a minute, and a lot of people don't know we had been chatting with a lot of major orgs at different various times. Some pulled out for reasons you know related to. Uh, you know, crypto's failures across FTX and losing sponsorships that would have been in Web3. But we chatted with uh, probably the biggest, couple of the biggest organizations in the space. And, you know, once we got to the point of like getting to the nitty gritty of when offers came on the table, we had a couple. And for myself, it was very much like, where do you want to be and what matters to you? And Xset was a company that one, ambitious, they're growing. Two, they're still trying to find themselves, but they want to take a focus and understand why Web3 is important and give me a platform to bring it and facilitate it to gamers. And three, they're very diverse and filled with culture. It's, you know, they won an award for being a leader in diversity and inclusion in esports. So from my perspective, it was like a match made in heaven. And we're still figuring out what the content pieces will be and how we can execute the right way. But a lot of people think that, oh, you know, like this happened overnight. No, I mean, Darren Glover, he's like vice president at Vayner Sports is my, my agent. He put in a lot of work, you know, to help me get here. As long as like me putting out content and also Brandon and all like the whole team over at Vayner has been great. But the whole idea was Xset wants to do something that hadn't been done before. No web, no gaming company wanted to take a chance on Web3. Like they were taking like very little steps. But I don't want to just sit there and make the same content that people already see in the space. I don't I also don't want to sit there and be the person who is sitting there making content around the same Web3 games and talking to the same eight people. No, I want to go out and find millions of gamers, connect them with my content and bring them to Web3 because that's where the real value is for these games. So I don't touch everything. I don't want to touch everything. There are very, there's a very set genre of games I want to play in Web3. And I think the problem with like most of Web3 is everybody thinks, oh, well, this game is, this game is new and there's this new tokenomics feature. So it's going to be yep. great. I'm like, dude, most of these games suck. Most of these games are going to suck. And if we're going to get to the point where the, only the good shit is what Web two, the Web two world sees, you got to stop just shilling shit for the sake of shilling it, regardless of getting paid or not. Like play what you love, and then the rest will take care of itself. Like I don't, I don't even make money off of selling NFTs or or owning gaming tokens. I don't own any of that shit. I I just make content and connect with brands and and do things the right way because ultimately longevity is more important than like a short term fix over how can I talk about this thing and get a quick cash. Oh, yeah. I don't like it. Fuck it. Well, yeah, no. And actually, that's a great segue because, you know, I I watched uh, during my research, I watched a podcast where you were talking about what you were expecting. You you had excitement for a couple of games this year. Yeah. In particular, Um, one of them came out and I'm actually interested to get your take on it because I saw you playing it. The three were Grit. Mm Alluvium. Yep. And then one I I had never heard. um, Was it Wild Card? Wild Card. Yeah. Which I had never heard of and still haven't heard of. But. I saw Grit and I saw you play a little bit of that. I, I, Alluvium just put out something. That show's crazy. I, I have goose. Like when I watched it, I had goosebumps because I was like, wait, this is, they're doing this? They're crushing it. They're crushing it. And then uh, in the wild card. Yeah. So can you share any aspects of the game that have been particularly appealing to you? Are we, are we getting closer to a place where the actual gameplay meets 
the tokenomics and the financials. Like, we're, yeah, go ahead. I mean, I think that, so for Grit's perspective, I think Grit's a good enough game to go on any, like it could go on Steam, it could go on Epic. I think it just launched on Epic and they could do well with the right marketing, the right, like the right content building and getting the right creators involved because it is a very interesting concept. I mean, the first thing I felt of like, you know, Wild West Battle Royale, like I immediately thought like, damn, let me be, let, let me be Jamie Foxx and Django. And you know what I'm saying? And just, and just go out there and fucking gun and go uh, gun. Shout out Jamie Foxx. Shout out yeah, Jamie Foxx. You know, he's been in rough, but. You know, my thoughts are there are like some really hilarious, like Grid is a hilarious game. If you have it a is. right content creator group, Grid could go viral. But to be honest, I don't think the devs give a damn about the game. Like they very, they very rarely tweet, very rarely talk about it, which is to me is a huge L. I also think Gala Games is like tripping out because Grit is far and away the best game within their entire ecosystem. And it's not even close. And like, it does not get the amount of like resources, in my opinion, that it should have. That should be the one game they are pushing. They should be grit maxis. Cur- curious, what do you do? You have a do you have an inkling as to why? Why wouldn't they? I think they're personally. I think Gala Games is doing too much shit. I think you don't need fifty fucking game titles. You want to be mm-hmm. a publisher like a Steam and movies and music yeah. and why? Like why? Like where? Where the hell is the thesis? It's like for me, they probably have launched a bunch of like NFTs and modes and modules and like validators and all this shit, and they're trying to just create value for everything. And it's like trying to create value for a hundred different things results in you not creating enough value for anything. But I think that their team, like they know how to execute and get things and get games and get partnerships, but they're doing too much shit. I think they should like strip back to like three games, two to three games and make those signature Focus. game titles, make those so damn good. And so like snappy to where people want to jump into the ecosystem. Cause my problem is you get into gala games and there's 50 games. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to play 49 of the fucking 50 but I got to do all this shit and own all this crap. And it's like, it feels like you got to like buy 50 damn, too damn things. It's too much. So I think Grit could be great under a different publisher because I don't think Gala Games is going to give it the love and attention it needs to actually, you know, do things the right way. To be honest, I think if Grit was owned by Mythical Games, who Mythical Games completely botched Blankos. I thought Blankos could have been a great title. But I think if... Grit was owned by by Mythical Games, and Mythical Games made it one of their signature titles. They could crush it because Mythical does know how to create like really good gaming experiences. They just don't know how to do the marketing side the right way. And when I look beyond that, and I look at Alluvium, and I look at um, Wildcard, Wildcard's crushing it by all Web three metrics. I think that when I played it initially, it was real quick. Legit- what is Wildcard? So wildcard is like if you took League of Legends but made it like 1v1 and instead of minions running into the middle of the arena, you have cards and a deck uh, and you cast those cards out onto the playing field and your goal is destroy the other the other uh, person's um, arena or I mean the other person's uh, nexus. So Pokemon like a quasi League of Legends in, in third person mode. So it's not as MOBA-y as a like as League of Legends, but it's 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 incredible. But one thing that I realized about that after playing the most recent build, and I was playing with someone who was also very like in tune to the game. The big issue I ran into with with with, with Wildcard, which is why I don't think I could play it consistently forever. One, it takes a lot of brain power. Two, when you're playing it, I'm a streamer. I got to be able to connect with my chat. So it's hard to play it when you're playing someone oh, good and be able to connect because you're like this the whole time. And you literally have to be like that because if you miss one thing, like... You, you fuck up. But the game lasts a very, very long time and it takes a lot of energy. So there are like a lot of things that I think they need to tinker there, tinker there to make the experience, make the games a little bit quicker and then also make it to where it requires a little bit less of a mind intensive thing for a newcomer to pick up and actually be decent at. And then when I think of Alluvium, Alluvium has all the bells and whistles from a graphical perspective. It's bar none leading the category of Web3 gaming in terms of overall graphics. Uh, just curated beautifully by Kieran. They did a great job. Alluvium, in my opinion, also runs into the issue of they're building too many things at once. Like they have the land game, they have Overworld, which is, I think, their best thing. They have the auto battler, and they're trying to connect all three of things, all three of these things, where they probably only need like one or two, but they have all of these assets and NFTs to connect it into it. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But from my perspective, each of these games has good. But there's still things they need they need to like figure out. I think from a mobile perspective, Artie's probably killing it the most. They still have to figure out how they're going to get people to want to like basically be retentive on a game that isn't on the app store. 
So that's a very different conversation. But dude, the, the space is full of interesting yeah. projects. I just think each project has that little, that like that inflection point where they, they have to figure out this one, two or three things. And then it can be like a hundred X in terms of where player base can go. But I don't know, maybe, maybe we could go, I don't want to stay on this all day yeah. because I can no, no, talk no. about this all day. But no, it's, 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 it's like just a misalignment. Like it's, it's like, it's like one company has this one thing that you want. And this other company has this one piece that you want. And yeah, it's, it's almost like a lot of these companies should be partnering up together and no, figuring things out. But I'm a hundred percent with you. And it really seems like that these studios and, and you know, you hear all this stuff that's developing in the background. It feels like they're just not listening to the audience. It feels like their, yeah. their, their game plan and strategy was, we're just going to throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. But this whole time, they have all these people yelling at them, telling them exactly what it is that sticks, and they're not doing it. And that's where it's like this disconnect of, I, I, I guess I just, I don't understand what they're doing from that standpoint. I'll digress on that point. The Immutable Mindset is proudly supported by Meta Intro, the professional resume wallet for Web3. The multi-chain custodial wallet holds proof of employment, proof of skill, proof of education, replacing the old PDF resume. Adjacent to the project, Meta Intro runs a massive Discord community dedicated to Web3 jobs. Around 4,000 opportunities are posted in the community every month. For more information on Meta Intro, head to www.metaintro.com. That's metaintro.com or follow us on Twitter at metaintro. Thanks. In terms of content creation, again, that's what's going to bring awareness. That's what's going to elevate you know, some of the stuff that we're working on. Yeah. What are some of the most crucial aspects of Web3 gaming that people should be aware of? How should we be educating gamers in Web2 about Web3? What, what is it that we could evangelize more so that things so, make sense to them? I think that like, a lot of it from a content creation standpoint has to be less about the, the it having to be a Web3 game and more about content creators integrating with games that align with the web three game they love playing like me i love playing dead drop i love playing fps games i've been for the last couple of weeks just making csgo content alongside some of my web three stuff because ultimately my audience doesn't need to be web three native to understand no. how to use web three i had 30 plus csgo players that knew nothing about web three i had them downloading managed wallets on RevGG just to claim my POAP that I call a quote oh, unquote nice. just to get that. And they, so these yeah. people have never like, touched a wallet before. They hadn't even touched a wallet. They didn't give a damn. They didn't even know that you needed a wallet for this to exist. And it was because the focus was on here's a collectible badge that if you have this badge, it gets you a ticket into X, Y, and Z. And we give one away every single week. There was even one guy who was like, yo, how many badges are there? Like, I want to collect them all. And I'm like, so, but we're so sitting friction- here saying, we're sitting here saying fr- NFTs need to be NFTs as, as, as like the world perceives them currently. Sorry, what you just hit on, like, I can't, I mean, like, it's it, like, duh, sorry, kind of duh, <laughs> right? like a frictionless way to bring people on, right? Why would a game not just give away the first million NFTs? Like, like, or you know what I mean? Like, sup, like make it frictionless for these yeah. people that don't know how to create a wallet, don't want to interact with a wallet, but yeah. like what, what you just said, it makes so much sense. I, I love it. Sorry, please. I, I cut you off. No, for sure. And I think like, for example, there's a game called dead drop that's crushing it. And like I've, they use, they use Stardust for their managed wallets. And, it, and I mean, it's going really well. Like players are playing it. A lot of them not even realizing like why, like, or like that NFTs are that big of a deal. And to me, that's huge, but I definitely want to see more games and, and, and ecosystem just and not just giving out free NFTs on Twitter, bro. Like, go on YouTube, go on TikTok, go on Facebook, go get content creators to play your actual game and see what the hell their reaction is at different points. Get the VOD, get an understanding of what doesn't work, what does work, and use that to make your game better. Stop sitting in the same Twitter spaces all day and talking to people who aren't even gamers and then going back to your VCs and being like, Oh, we have an email list of 100,000 people yeah, because we gave away a, we did a free giveaway on Twitter. And we think that all of these guys are going to be like, these guys are going to be their NFT holders in our gamers. Like, bro, like you're pissing in the wind. 
And it's fake metrics just to satisfy the vanity ideologies that your company is doing better. It's actually better if your company is doing shit and you're learning consistently and it's doing shit because you're making iterations quickly, like what's happening with Twitter. A lot of people think Elon is like crushing Twitter, making it worse. Elon is tinkering and trying to figure out everything. Oh my God. Twitter three years from now is going to be better than every year we had Twitter previously because of the work he's doing. And now. he All took of out the testing. process paralysis. He took out the process. He streamlined the organization. You had too many people yep. working there. And listen, I, I'm not an advocate for people getting fired, but he probably trimmed the fat and let's get the show on the road and, and, and innovate this product and take it to the next level of what it could be. Yeah, and I mean, to Cairo in the chat, to this point, Twitter could go bankrupt. Yeah, but that's the whole idea of what building startups are. People don't realize all of a startup is, is just an assumption. It's you saying, I think users will do this thing if we build this thing. And the problem these games and these companies have is they go out and instead of saying, we want to solve for this one assumption first, and then use that, use that feedback to make the next assumption and the next assumption. And each one of these assumptions has a product tied to it. And that product can be used by data-driven metrics to decide if this assumption actually works. And if the assumption doesn't work, you tinker and you make those adjustments. These, these companies are like, we're just going to get a big pie of things. And we're going to put 50 assumptions into the bucket all at once when Web3 is such a catastrophic industry and reputations can be created and destroyed overnight that you need to be so granular on things to where you can only solve for one or two things at a time. So you can eventually bit by bit by bit put the pieces together to get where you want to go, especially for most of these companies where they're first time founding businesses in Web3 or first time founding in general. I've done it. I know how difficult it fucking is to like build to try to build a company. So it's like when I see people doing things and raising tons of money and it's like, you're probably not ready for that. But we'll see a lot of games and ecosystems probably end up dying off because they didn't do the due diligence to focus on things like daily active users daily content being created. If I'm building a game and I'm not going on Twitch every day to see how many viewers and streamers are in the Twitch category, when that is your freest form of live advertisement on a regular basis, you are doing something wrong. And if you've raised hundreds of millions of dollars and you have a product of a game out and you have less than 100 people watching your entire category of gaming, you are doing something incredibly wrong and you need to go and talk to those streamers. Yo, why don't you stream my game more? I, if I was all of those companies that have betas out that I haven't played yet, or I mean that I have played, and they're like, oh shit, Bryce hasn't played my game. Instead of being like, oh, Bryson doesn't know what he's talking about. He just like S- FPS game. Dude, I played Axie for hours on hours when it first launched. And it was a fucking card game. Why aren't you playing? What can we do to make this game better? It's, it's so like no brainer. Sorry, I have to ask this question that I think yeah, yeah. you just answered. Wait. So these developers are not hitting you up to play their game and create content for them so they could bring on amplification and awareness to their game? That's not happening? Uh-huh. Some, some developers hit me up, but that, here's the thing. If I'm going to do free work consistently, I'd rather just play the games in Web3 that, that I like, or I'd rather just yeah. play a Web2 game. Sense. Because a portion of my income I use to do regular giveaways on my Twitch stream every single week, and that money goes back to my community. So instead of me playing a video game that's not going to add any brand growth or value for free, I'd rather just play the games I currently like or not play anything at all because, to be honest, it's a waste. My thing is this. If a game does get me to play their game, if you don't reach out for actual feedback and say, oh, well, you only played our game for an hour on stream, like, what did you fucking hate about it? And stop being cheap and expecting people to, like, give you feedback and all this stuff for free. Like I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a free consultant in Web three. You know what I'm saying? Like I have my own dreams and aspirations around things that I want to do in life. So you know I do work with partners in, in games, and I'm very open and honest about when I do work with them. And I, you know I I make sure I follow all of the FTC regulations. Right, you're but transparent. If I was a video game and I really wanted to build the right way and I raised a ton of money, to be honest, I would be like, Yo, Bryce, what would it take for us to get ten consulting hours with you a week? Five of them of you just playing the game. The other five of you, you just giving real fucking feedback. Just grill us to death and then give us marketing advice and insights. I bet you I could probably take, if you, I could probably take a Web3 game that's not dead in the water or very close to dead in the water and get it a sustainable small player base that user testing could work with for sure. And a game that actually has a good game, I could help bring in way more users than it probably currently has and and improve retention. But like, that's just stuff. It's like, I don't go out and advertise that because I, mean, I don't advertise it. I don't like put myself up and say, hey, so you're I'm saying they don't, they don't pay beta testers out there? Of course they do. 
Mm, but like, here's the thing. I'm not trying to beta test every single game. Right, you're not trying because, to shoot like, holes in the actual gameplay and the glitches and that shit, right? Like, you're, Yeah, like I would, I would be like, all right, well, there's like two or three games that, you know, I'd work with and be like, okay, this makes sense for, for my brand. Because if I'm tying myself to a game also, like, I got I to gotta do a lot of due diligence. Yeah, And for that, it's, it's a lot easier to do a content deal than it is to like, all right, we're going to have you as a consultant or advisor because I don't want to be paying your shit ass token. Pay me in, pay me in USD. Actual cash. <laughs> Price, the, the, reason why, the reason why I a million percent believe that you could absolutely like do that is also because of one thing that I heard in my research. And I'm going to mess this up. So I want you to, but Adam brought it up. Gamifying the gamification. So yeah. you mentioned that you implemented a payment system in your Discord for people that watch your streams. So and, and you're using a Bolt token, is that right? No, no, no. So the way that no. it works, okay. so Bolt, what Bolt was is it is a, a system in Discord that helps you find and optimize your community building. So if you have a Discord of 100,000 oh, well, people per se, and you need to go out and let's say you're, you're looking to get some artwork done for an up and coming engagement. Why go pay an artist on Fiverr or go professionally hire an artist for a couple couple grand when someone in your Discord could probably make the same thing? So you could actually launch work-based bounties in your Discord and pay out directly on chain with Bolt. But what I do for my personal community, I use a platform called RevGG, which allows you to launch POAPs. And basically, I use the POAPs as a weekly raffle ticket. So we launch one new POAP every single week. And if you own the POAP, you can actually use it to get in raffles. Adam, are you listening? That I do giveaways. Sometimes I give away NFTs. We've given away over over probably close to fifteen to twenty thousand. I think close to twenty thousand dollars in mm. USD value huh. in the last like, year alone. But the value is if you're coming every week and you're claiming the POAP, Sometimes I do weighted giveaways where I can select. Oh, we're gonna grab ten POAPs from the last ten weeks. And if you have ten raffle tickets, mm. if you have ten POAPs, you're gonna get more raffle entries than the guy who just joined my stream last week and only has one or two. So there's value in coming back every single week. <laughs> As a result of that, did you notice things getting competitive, like them gamifying the gamification that you were applying? Well, I mean, the only the only thing you have to do is be in the stream once is like be in the stream to claim it. Like they don't, I don't have them doing any ridiculous challenges for them yet. Uh, oh, okay. Um, I have, yeah. yeah, I have some stuff coming that I'm that I'm gonna work out, but right now it's just you show up, you you participate. It's almost like you're watching and you're earning the po-op and it gives sure. you the chance at winning a free giveaway. I mean, last week alone we gave away like I think six hundred and fifty bucks worth of stuff. So it's That's awesome. Content. And as I do more deals, as I you do more deals, deals, yeah, yeah, those prizes increase because if I'm doing more deals, that means I have to pay more in taxes. What's the easiest way to do a write-off? It's marketing back to my community by providing them with free giveaways. Right. It's like everybody can eat and win together. And that's what a lot of people are missing in Web3. It doesn't always have to be how do I cash grab people and sell NFTs? Right. It's like, how do I build an audience where the attention is valid and organic? So we can go out and optimize and build with games in a way that go, is like ultra successful. That's a that's a super valid feedback loop too, right? Like you're yeah, you're incentivizing them to help tell you what it is and how you can improve in this. And it would be it would be super interesting. And I don't know if you have this coming up, but it would it would be super interesting as you develop those bounties, kind of uh, in the way that that Rug Radio kind of does it. You know, the, the leaderboard that they have and. It yeah. gets a little more competitive and competition. And to to what we were talking about earlier in our in our discussion, where Web3 gaming studios are not building sustainable communities or that's what they're missing. Like this is one of those pieces that I feel like they're missing. The gamifying of the gamification. And maybe you do, but I, I don't see these games that are doing these interactive and immersive discords that you would think they would want to do for the type of product that they have. No, I mean, there are a couple, but I just think a lot of games don't understand the value of putting your time in the right places in the right moments. Like if there is a world where the gamification of the gamification of, of tasks is important, it's going to happen as a byproduct of your strongest community members. And those strongest community members should be the guys helping you go out and reaching. If you have 10, they should be the guys going out and reaching the next 25 to 50 or a hundred people. And for the most part, I don't think we see enough of that from these games. And then you get to a point where it's like, oh, damn, like we're missing a lot of community infrastructure. So let's yeah. go hire a Discord admin and hope they can work magic when it's like it's not on the admin. It starts with the business system structure you put behind meticulously growing a community with the right pieces and people to pull the string. Like some of the some of my strongest community members in my in my in my Discord, in the Beijing's Discord, 
are people who are watching my stream when there was one or two viewers in there. B-Gen, people that when I, yeah, when I, so I call my community the B-Gen. So instead of the D-Gen, we're B-Gen. And it's like, those people are the people that are like my biggest advocates. And a lot of times I hire them to do stuff. Like I've hired one guy to do coding and he's helped work on multiple applications. One time I said I wanted to do a, a Elon Musk challenge and read all of Elon's tweets. In a weekend, this guy put together an app that basically compiled every single one of Elon's tweets with like arrows and this beautiful UI. And all I had to do was click, click, click. And it took me wow. like, I think it was like eight or nine hours to read through all of his tweets. Empowering, his empowering your community, empowering yeah. them and employing them. Yeah, I, I love it. It's, it's, it's where the future of real growth goes. Communitized. Absolutely. That's communitized. That's it is. Every, everything is going to be communitized, I feel like. And and that's awesome. Like I love it. I love these communities where, where communitized. I loved where where these these CEOs have really or these founders or whatever have really taken the like the passion of it and built out these communities and are really playing to the passion that these communities have and and, yeah. and incentivizing those things. I have seen some of the coolest freaking projects, art, music, movies been made for free, for absolutely free, because people are willing to give their time and effort to educate people or to talk with Facts. people, chat with people. And then they're more than willing to give you that energy back. And that's that word of mouth that we're building up in this space, 100% that the future is in the community. I know about a couple that are coming out. Is there any studios that you that you can call out that are doing it right that we could direct people to? Are there any upcoming teams or games that, yeah, that are implementing some yeah. of these things that we're talking about doing it the right way? So, I mean, I think Dead Drop is Dead Drop is by far and away probably you, the best experience right now. Do you mind do you mind explaining just a little bit of, of Dead Drop? What is that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a battle royale game, uh, very similar to I, I would say a game like Escape from Tarkov, where you drop into a server with other people. Your main goal is to extract as much loot as possible and kill as many people as possible and take their loot. So, uh, it's called a vertical extraction shooter because it's the first shooter where you end up actually starting off in a big ass skyscraper. And instead of shooting horizontally, where you're like on an open battlefield, you're shooting vertically. So people are on different levels and your goal is to basically climb up the different levels of the skyscraper and get to the top to either kill everyone or extract. So that's probably uh, the best game in the works. I think there are like a lot of FPS games that are coming out. One that doesn't get enough love, I think Forge Arena is an incredible game for what they build in such a short amount of time. It's on Wax. So I care, I care very less. I don't care too much about that blockchain, to be honest. But the game, is, the game is sick. Their ecosystem is sick. The community they're building uh, is really strong. So that's one to watch out for. They're building in silence organically, very slow. But I mean, I'm an FPS guy. So like a lot of my mind goes there. Uh, there are also like some other games that I, I find interesting and fun and different experiences. There's like Planet Mojo, which is more so an auto battler. Uh, Chibi Dinos. Uh, so there's a, I mean, there's a ton Chibi of what are, you, what, are you playing the, what are you playing the most right now? Dead drop without if if, drop. if it's Web three it's dead drop and I mean it's being built by one of the biggest content creators in the space with uh, Doctor Disrespect he's probably bigger than all of Web three entirely mm-hmm. uh, he has like over twenty million fans across all of his platforms and he's building uh he's the one building uh, dead drop so it's being built by a, a huge Web two gaming content creator so they have a media distribution better than pretty much every game in the space so I'm I'm very much thinking that game is going to be not only around but a leader in the category for a while. There we go. Definitely. We are coming up close to the end of our show. And we do like to try. Uh, I know. But we do try to like, we, we try to give folks a little bit of actionable advice. Try to try to figure out, you know, where your where your star power is. We're recruiters by nature. Yeah. So this is what we do. We evaluate. By trade. By trade. I honestly. You know, the, the one place in space where, number one, I, I met you and where I just think you're freaking killing it is just in the content creation game. Is yeah. there any advice you can give to people that are sitting at home that are like, how can I get more involved? How can I, how can I figure out how to evangelize a space? Because we're not trying to adopt the next billion. We're just trying to bring the next one over. And then yeah. one turns to two and two turns to three. What advice would you give to somebody that's, that's, gonna, that's just starting to create content? And, uh, and wants to figure out how to, yeah, how to navigate this space. Yeah, so my immediate advice would be TikTok is still the king platform because you're trying to get viewership in an industry that lacks searches. 
it lacks the searchability. So showing up every day and mm. learning something new about how you can level up your content and find larger audiences, it starts on TikTok. You can get the same thing on like YouTube Shorts and other short form platforms, but TikTok is by far and away the best. So I would say putting out consistent content and having a meaning behind the content and connectivity to other content in Web2 that is also doing well in the gaming space. And I think you can like be really successful, but... If you want to just be known in Web3, of course, you want to tweet all day and, and all that stuff. I think that's a little <laughs> bit less important because Twitter yes. isn't where games are going to find their next 100,000 or million users. So I would say having a strategy for TikTok or some other short form platform and doubling down on that is like super important. I also think like it's a little bit different because there are tons of people who follow me also, not for the actual game creation standpoint or like content creation, but they write and they're big on and they like writing on Twitter and stuff. And my thoughts there are, if you're trying to be a writer and you're a thread guy and that sort, yeah, you should be putting out consistent threads. But the best value you can provide, to be honest, is by jumping over and trying to get a job or trying to be a freelance writer for like a company that is doing uh, media. Um, I think one of the best in the space, to be honest, is Decrypt. If you haven't checked out their Web3 oh, gaming yeah platform it's absurdly great it is and if i was someone who's like i'm trying to be a thread guy and write on all of the musings in web3 gaming what i would do is i would just be like yo you guys mind like could i just like submit columns to you guys and write a column once a week to get my name out there because what you're going to get even if it's not decrypt it could be some other media organization if your content is good they're going to pick it up and be like yo we want to post this because guess what they make money off of ad revenue and attention and clicks so good content helps them out good titles good good writings good substance you're going to get value because then they're going to take, they're going to tweet about it on their Twitters and talk about like this really cool article that went out in the Web3 gaming space. So you're going to receive value. They're going to receive value and you're going to be able, be able to build your brand as a writer and grow, I would say, two to three times faster by aligning. And hell, maybe you don't even want to use one. Maybe you just want to write freelance for multiple. It's such a high value ad that most people don't think of. And then also ghostwriting tweets for these companies. These companies lack perspective on things outside of current events actually happening. But the people who are growing consistently in the, in the actual writing category on Twitter are people who are giving their opinion. Same reason why people watch First Take and all this stuff. It's opinionated information that is insightful and people can connect to. You got to pick one side of the fence. You don't always want to sit in the middle and not make anyone unhappy. You need to just pick a stance and stay with it. And that's how a lot of what media is going to look like over the next 50, 100 years. So I would just say, one, be super opinionated and don't feel bad about like having an opinion because most people don't put their opinion out there. And two, just the consistency of sticking with the craft and networking around the areas oh, yeah. that are important to you. I have that point of view, stick with it. I just want to say that was fucking fantastic actionable <laughs> device. I said, I said actionable and he literally, he was like, here's the job you should get. Here's where you should get it. What do you, here's, here's the place that you should hit up. You should be writing like this. I don't know what else y'all need, but y'all need to get off your butts if that's the place that you're at. Okay. Now, this is actually a great segue because there was a recent tweet that I saw you put out and I put a comment, but you didn't reply back, but it's okay. We'll talk about that. <laughs> no, it's good. I'm just, I'm fucking bad. No, you had a tweet and I, I just, I want to get your perspective on it because oftentimes we like to tweet these one-liners and we don't add perspective, but I think it goes to the larger point again of content creation. Me and Adam are content creators. It's so important to, to pick a side, to differentiate yourself and plant your flag. The tweet was, no video game is the next Pokemon on the blockchain. Yeah. So be the first you. Yeah. Can you expand on that thought and the larger point you meant by that? Hmm. Yeah, I think that most of the projects, not just games, but just projects in Web3, they focus heavily on how can they replicate the success and the magic that another company was able to replicate or able to conjure up. But a lot of people don't realize that the environmental phenomenon of what was happening at that point in time in which that company saw success could be completely different than the moment you were in. There was no Pokemon the time that Pokemon was created. There was no Mario. These guys were just creating IP and they were the first to create IP like that because there was no one else doing it. So Pokemon, to be honest, is not really that. Yeah, it was a good game. It was okay, but it's not the greatest thing ever made. But guess what? They were the first to do it. So they got away with things that you cannot get away with now. If you want to be the next Pokemon, you have to be 100 times better than the next Pokemon to see 10% of what the current Pokemon has from a user-based standpoint. High. And that's like the same mirror across all categories. 
Coinbase is fucking incredible. And people know Coinbase and some people hate it. But guess what? If you want to be the next Coinbase in America, or if you want to be the next crypto exchange that beats Binance, you got to go 100 times different and better and exciting than what they did and find a way to find that inflection point. And every game has to figure that out. You don't beat Call of Duty by, you don't beat any one of these games by being the next game. I've seen 100 different battle royales in Web3 that all just look like shit. And Only I'm like, Madden does that by putting out a new Madden every year. Yeah, and that's because they were the only ones who, they literally, they never had any real competition. And by the time that, you know, Tech it got Bowl. to the point, it did not matter. You know what I'm saying? So I would say the biggest thing to take away from that tweet was you got to go 100 times harder and be 100 times better if you want to see 10% of the actual market value of what those companies look like. And you need to understand that your environmental market position is different than a company that built the same shit you're trying to build a while ago. So understand it, use it as a way to navigate and be versatile to create what you're trying to create. And you're going to see some sort of success, whether it's like a learning that helps you get to a future success or actual traction. And the worst case, guys, like the worst case, just fucking ask ChatGPT. Stop being lazy. <laughs> Quick question, GPT Bryce, hot, hot take. Did you see the Super Mario movie? I did. I thought it was fucking amazing. Like, uh, mind, mind blowing. I saw it with both like, of my kids. Right. That, that, that rainbow. That's when two recommendations. Right, I, was, I was waiting for that rain. I was waiting for the Mario Kart scene. I was waiting for it. They brought in Donkey Kong and the rest. Side note: How fucking hot it was is incredible. Peach? How fucking hot is Princess Peach? My wife's like, that's weird. <laughs> that's weird. I'm like, and then she thought about it for a second. She's like, I kind of, yeah. This is the after that. hours of the Immutable Mindset show, <laughs> where we get we're going nah, down that, that movie. We're going down the rabbit hole. I mean, the pipe, considering it's Mario. And the sound and the soundtrack. I mean, mm -hmm, it was mm -hmm. the storyline. I mean, that movie was fire. Kevin, bring us it home. Was... All right, wrap it up. Well, you have now inspired me to pick up my son in the middle of the day on Friday. Go get some ice cream and watch Mario. So thank you, boys. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Glad we get help. Uh, uh, no, yeah, appreciate you. No, sincerely do appreciate you, Bryce, for coming on the show today. Thank Amazing you for show. Me. Um, you know, I, I've been saying for as long as I can think that, that gaming is absolutely that next adoption phase. It still is, and, it, and it's going to be. So appreciate everything you're doing. Thank you so much for joining us. Please, please, please let the people know where to find you on socials. And if there's anything you're working on, let the people know. Definitely. You can find me at Brysant underscore on Twitter and then just Brysant on every other platform. And man, it, I appreciate you guys having me. It was great. I can't, I can't wait to like jump back on here in like a year or two from now and like look back on this combo and be like, damn, we were, we were spot yes. on on a lot of shit. I hope we were. I hope we were. And to everyone listening at home, and if you're on Bryce's stream, hi, I'm Kevin. That's Adam. We're the Immutable Mindset. It's a pleasure to meet you. Follow us on Twitter at Immutable Show. And anybody else, please do follow us on our social media channel at Immutable Show. Listen to the music. Great vibes. Great energy. Subscribe. Comment. Network. We might even dance for you. All right, y'all. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to The Immutable Mindset. We appreciate you for joining us. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Immutable Show. Subscribe, comment, and network. And catch us next week for more. Take care, folks.